Hi, hope everyone is doing well. Welcome to or welcome back to the Beyond the Banter podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Minnie, and thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I feel like my scheduling with episodes has been all over the place recently. Honestly, a reflection of my life with finals week and just lots of schoolwork and everything all over the place. So thank you for bearing with me while I'm in this chaotic time period of my life but I'm really trying to stay consistent with this and YouTube because it's stuff I really enjoy and I really enjoy talking about. These podcast episodes have become extremely therapeutic for me and I'm really enjoying just diving into certain topics that either you guys have suggested or that I think of surrounding my own experiences throughout recovery and throughout college life and everything or just what questions you all have. So thank you so much for participating and engaging with me and being here and being a part of my journey, listening to my podcast, listening to what I have to say. I really appreciate every one of you here listening and who follows my Instagram. If you haven't checked out my YouTube, go check that out. I'm trying to be more active on there. But yeah, I feel like I haven't expressed enough gratitude to all the support here. And I'm just so, so grateful that I can build these platforms and it's the start of something really exciting for me and it excites me for the future. So, and that's because of all of you. So thank you. Anyway, this episode was going to be a spicy Q&A, but I'm kind of not really called to do that anymore, but please DM me or somehow contact me if you really, really want a spicy Q&A uh, episode. I can do another question poll if you have more. And by spicy Q&A, I don't know if people knew what I meant, but it's kind of like anything surrounding sex, like girl talk, body image, I don't know, anything like that. And then especially regarding recovery, I feel like that's a whole nother thing to tackle is just like intimacy and sex and, you know, feeling yourself, being in a relationship, dealing with body image, all of that kind of stuff. It's it's really tough to maneuver in general, but then put recovery on top of that, it just feels really impossible sometimes. And I do have a lot of experience with it and a bit to say about it. So yeah, please let me know if that would be of interest. I could definitely make that a future podcast episode. But today's episode, I feel called to talk about intentional versus intuitive eating. And this is something I feel like in the past six months, I've really felt like for real. I think in recovery, it's really important to make the difference between the two because they, they are very different, but they can also go hand in hand. And I kind of thought of it like everything in life, nothing's black and white. So you can intentionally eat while still being intuitive, but you can also intuitively eat while still having intentions. So I think they definitely go back and forth, but I think it's still good to know that there is a difference between the two. And in my recovery experience, I've definitely now, I can definitely say I now have experienced both sides and I know the difference and I can feel the difference and I can tell in my body when I need to do what, if that makes sense. So to start, I wanted to pull up a couple definitions that I found online. This is from www.workingagainstgravity.com. It's kind of like a 
nutrition coaching website. Um, and this is their page on intuitive versus intentional eating. So these are the definitions that this website has. For intuitive eating, it says, intuitive eating asks you to listen to and honor all body signals at all times, no matter what. It asks you to respect true hunger and fullness cues. Developing and honoring these skills takes time, practice, and a whole lot of self-trust. Intuitive eating is a long-term approach to eating. And I completely agree with that statement. I think for me and my recovery journey, intuitive eating came second. I, I couldn't start recovery with intuitively eating because I wasn't in a place to create a foundation of long-term eating. After coming from a place of restriction with my eating disorder, I couldn't just jump into like, oh, okay, suddenly I'm going to start eating like I should eat forever. You know, if that makes sense, it's too big of a gap to jump. So to bridge that gap, as it says here, intentionally eating bridges the gap between tracking and intuitive eating. This is often a short-term approach to eating that allows you to stay aware of what your body is asking for and honor those needs in a way that also helps you move towards specific health goals. It requires a bit more mindfulness, aka intention, with food choices than intuitive eating. For example, if your hunger is higher, intentional eating asks you to bring more attention to foods that make you feel fuller instead of denser foods that may leave you more hungry. And so I also agree with this definition. I had some reservations about it because it teeters on the line of creating a hierarchy of like what's a quote unquote better food for you in a certain moment because there's no better food. But I don't know. I'm going back on, on my on my thoughts now. No, I, I agree with this definition. I think that when you are intentionally eating, it is important to think about what foods will fuel your body and make you feel a certain way that is intentional, that's reaching towards a goal or a necessity in some cases that you need to achieve. So for my experience, I needed to gain weight. I was in a restrictive eating disorder so my body was underweight and under energized and my goal was to intentionally eat to gain weight in recovery and i can do a whole nother podcast episode on just getting over the mindset of needing to gain weight and accepting my recovered body please let me know also if that would be an episode of interest because that's a whole nother thing in itself is just coming to a place of acceptance and starting to love your recovered body, even though it's different and maybe bigger, maybe smaller, maybe it looks the same, but it's definitely just a, a big journey to go through is just accepting that you're, something needs to change and that your body's going to change and just how you can move forward. Please let me know. I honestly think I'll do an episode on that. I want to talk about that, but I'd love to hear your thoughts anyway. So back to the intentional eating. I agree with this definition. I think that it is probably the gap between diet culture and intuitive eating. Diet culture tells you to eat a certain way regardless of how you feel, eat certain foods, don't eat certain foods, and then intuitive eating is the opposite of just listening to your body, eating whatever feels good in the moment at whatever time of day, and then intentional eating is definitely the middle ground of that. It's still listening to your body, and maybe it's building the ability to listen to your body if you maybe have lost your hunger cues or your fullness cues 
And so intentional eating can help bring you back to a balanced place where you can start to feel those cues more clearly. So then you can start being more intuitive once you start feeling those cues. And that kind of leads me into my personal journey with how I started recovery, basically, and how I started eating in recovery, which obviously, like I mentioned, started with intentional eating, needing to gain weight. So for me, I basically told myself that I just needed to have three meals a day and snacks, no question. I wasn't going to get anywhere I wanted to in recovery. I mean, I'm saying this like I wanted to recover. At the beginning, I'm not going to lie, I did not want to recover. I I was so scared of the future, of everything, of food, of my body changing. I was so scared of everything. It just it didn't make me really want to recover, but deep, 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 deep down, I did. I knew that the lifestyle I was living, the restrictive lifestyle I was living was not sustainable and not maintainable, and it was just going to lead me to a miserable life further down the road. So I'm so grateful I listened to that voice deep, deep down in me that wanted to recover, and I kind of brought her out as I moved forward and day by day chose recovery and kept choosing recovery every single day. So basically how I started that was just by telling myself I needed to eat three meals, no matter how uncomfortable it felt, no matter how wrong it felt, no matter what other people in my life were doing, I needed to eat three substantial meals a day and snacks. And once I kind of made that commitment to myself and it just kind of became a habit, it now is just part of my life and I don't even question it most days. And I definitely equate that commitment to myself to how I regain my hunger and fullness cues. If I wasn't ever giving myself enough energy and enough consistent energy throughout the days, I don't think my hunger cues or fullness cues would have come back the way they have now at all. Another thing I committed to myself was to honor my mental hunger. Once I did some research into the difference between your physical hunger, your mental hunger, fullness, like... They're all just cues from your body, and mental hunger is definitely something more difficult to listen to because it's mental. It's not your actual body saying, hey, I need energy, but in a way it is because if your brain is part of your body, and if your brain is needing this food or a fun drink or something to satiate it and satisfy it, that is just as important as eating something because you genuinely feel energy deficient and hungry. Making that commitment to myself to honor my mental hunger, again, was very, very difficult, but it really helped me in gaining back my hunger and fullness cues and played a big part into my intentional eating journey at the beginning. I remember there was one day in recovery, I went home. I forget if I had moved out by then. I think I had, but it literally just felt like I was eating all day. And some people may call this like the quote-unquote extreme hunger of recovery, which I definitely experienced. And this day I'm talking about, I experienced that quote-unquote extreme hunger, but I still put it in quotes because it's not extreme. It's just your hunger after being deprived of food. So of course it's going to feel more extreme because you're finally starting to give your body food. So it's going to ask for more because it's undernourished. It's been underfed. So it needs to reach that place of balance again. Anyway, 
this day, I felt like I was nonstop eating. And by the end of the day, I, I wasn't hungry at all, but just my mind kept thinking of things I wanted and snacks I wanted and smoothies I wanted to try making and baked goods I wanted to try baking. And I just couldn't shut my brain off, but I just ran with it. I just went with it. I made the smoothies after dinner. I made the cookies I was thinking of. I had the second plate at the meal I was at and I just honored all my mental, all my physical hunger cues. And yes, I cried at the end of the day. I was an emotional wreck. I felt horrible, but I knew that doing that and being intentional with my eating and just staying true to the commitments I had made myself, if I kept doing that every single day, eventually it wouldn't feel so extreme and it wouldn't feel so uncomfortable because it would just start becoming normal and I would be able to feel more balanced with my choices of food and how I respond to my cues. And I did. I was able to get through that period of time where there were multiple days like that. I just felt like I was endlessly hungry, even though I was eating my meals and eating my snacks. I just had so much mental hunger, but I honored as much as I possibly could and had the extra things. I went out of my way to buy certain things. If I had the means to. I'm so grateful I did that. I'm so grateful past Jenny made those choices because that's how I'm here today and that's how I can say that I feel like I intuitively eat. I I can listen to my body and I can understand what it's asking of me and what it does need, what it doesn't need, and everything. So those are two major commitments I made to myself, eating three meals a day, honoring my mental hunger. And the third intentional eating commitment I made to myself was challenging my food rules and my food fears without question. There were definitely some days and often majority of the days I was facing a food fear or, you know, made a plan to go eat this food with someone because it had been a food I had made some sort of rule around. All those days I decided to do that, I didn't want to eat that food. I It scared me. That's why it's called a fear food and you know it developed in my eating disorder and it is a real fear and I had so much anxiety around eating that certain food but like the other two commitments I committed this to myself I was like I'm gonna eat this food even though I feel silly and strange and uncomfortable and I hate this I'm gonna eat it because I know future Jenny will thank me and now I'm speaking as future Jenny and I'm so thankful because honestly, I can't put it any other way. The food rules and food fears will never go away until you actually eat and consume the foods you're afraid of. I tried for many times to just talk my way out of it, convince myself that I wasn't actually afraid, convince myself that I was actually chill, calm and relaxed around these foods. But then when they would actually come into my life for real, I would freak out because I hadn't actually eaten it and I hadn't actually tackled that food fear. So, like I said, making this commitment to myself and making this choice to intentionally eat certain foods is how I'm able to now intuitively eat those foods. And maybe I still don't really eat those foods, but it's I'm not eating those foods because I'm afraid of them. I'm not eating them because I've eaten them now and I realize they don't really serve me and I don't really want to eat them. 
but it's not coming from a place of fear or anxiety. It's just a general preference that I intuitively have and vice versa. There are definitely some foods that I feared for so long and now I have them like daily, if not multiple times a day. And that is because I tackled that food fear and showed myself, wow, I do actually really love this food. It brings me a lot of joy and makes me feel good. So I'm gonna have it more. And it's amazing to just feel that and, and feel that growth and that difference from the place I used to be at when I was intensely fearful of all these foods and had so many food rules around everything. So after making those three commitments, just to recap, three meals a day, honoring my mental hunger, and challenging my food rules and my food fears without question, those were kind of my three pillars that I can think of now that were my pillars of intentional eating. And then once I did that consistently and didn't cut corners and stayed true to my word to myself, I could feel that confidence in myself building and feeling that confidence around food choices and social situations and food with social situations. Feeling that confidence grow around that was just so amazing and just really ramped up my wanting to recover. Like I said before, I didn't want to recover at the beginning. I don't think anyone really wants to recover at the beginning because it's such a scary and a big step. It's not easy and nobody really wants to do stuff that's really, really difficult. But once I started feeling that confidence growing, it just, I could tell that, okay, this is worth it. This is gonna be worth it. All the hard days I've experienced and all the future hard days I will experience are going to be worth it because if I'm already feeling this little bit of confidence grow, imagine how much more it can grow if I just keep up with this and keep consistent and keep up with my intentional eating. So once I did that, basically my hunger and my fullness cues started coming in much more balanced than they used to be. And I came from a place of not having hunger cues for a while. So eating consistently, eating enough, honoring my mental hunger, that is what helped me bring back my hunger cues. So once I could really listen and become way more in tune with what my body needed and how much it needed and when it needed it, I could truly listen to my body and honor whatever it needed at any time of day because I could accurately listen to and respond to the cues. Once I started feeling that and understanding my body and even being able to recognize what it's going to need based on certain cues I'm feeling now, if that makes sense. Like once I was able to know myself so well that I could plan ahead without it being an eating disorder thing and without it being a way to compensate or restrict, I would just plan ahead because I knew that's how I was going to feel my best because now I know my body best because I went through the intense intentional eating phase. And I'm not saying that saying I don't ever intentionally eat now. There are definitely certain days if my eating disorder is really loud or I'm just having a really hard day with food, I do revert back to those commitments I made to myself and I would say I'm more intentionally eating on those days because if I'm truly intuitively eating, if something doesn't feel good or a food doesn't feel right, you don't eat it. But mixed up with an eating disorder, it can get really confusing because your eating disorder will tell you, oh, you don't like the taste of this. Oh, it doesn't 
feel good to you, but then your actual body saying, no, I'm hungry, I need this food. So it can get a little tricky when my eating disorder is loud, but I've found success in just reverting back to my commitments and reverting back to intentional eating when it's a rough day for me and I'm having trouble being super in tune with my cues. That always helps. So then the next day and maybe even later on in that day, I'm able to go back to my intuitive eating and really listen to what feels good and what doesn't because I didn't restrict or didn't change what I was eating based on my eating disorder earlier on in the day or the day before or whenever. So basically that is my journey with intuitive versus intentional eating. And it's been really amazing to think back as I was prepping for this podcast about what it used to be like when I was kind of having to be on autopilot almost and just eat foods to eat foods because I knew that future me would need it. Like, I I don't do that anymore. Obviously, on certain hard recovery days, I do push through, but it's still not the same, like, okay, I'm doing this because I need to, I'm doing this for the future, I'm doing this to feel this way, like, and it, it just, like, counteracted everything my eating disorder was saying at the time, so it felt so wrong to be doing these things. But, like most things in life, consistency and building new habits is how you reach new goals. And once I established this new goal of recovery for myself, I knew that I needed to put new habits in place and starting to intentionally eat, making my three commitments to myself, which were three meals a day, honoring my mental hunger and challenging all my food rules and food fears. Once I put all of that in place, I started building the habits and creating new habits and could feel myself reaching closer and closer to my goals, which were to recover and to not let my eating disorder rule my life and control my every second of my thoughts and my decisions and my actions. And I'm not saying I don't have hard days now. I definitely do. And there are days I even, I listen to my eating disorder and I struggle and maybe slip up a little bit. But at my core, I revert back to these three things and I'm able to recognize when my eating disorder is loud and I can just shut it up and move on and reverting to my intentional eating on those tougher days is how I'm able to stay consistent with my intuitive eating and like I mentioned earlier in the episode they really can go hand in hand there's definitely parts of recovery where I needed to do one more than the other and vice versa And for your experience, it may be completely different or it may be similar, but just really staying in tune with what your body needs and trusting yourself and building that confidence and building that trust with my body is really kind of the overarching theme of how I've been able to recover and how most people are able to recover. It's just taking the leap and trusting yourself. And I kind of didn't intentionally make these two separate eating patterns in my brain when I started recovery at all like I never was like oh I'm intentionally eating now and then in this amount of time I'm going to intuitively eat like no that's not how it works but now looking back I can kind of notice that oh earlier in my recovery that was a period of intentional eating and now I'm in a period of more intuitive eating and it goes back and forth it fluctuates it ebbs and flows and 
that is just the way life is with most things, honestly, but especially in recovery and eating patterns, having that flexibility and just at your core, building trust with yourself and your body is most important. So I hope that was helpful. As always, please DM me and message me with any opinions if you like the episode, if you don't. And I would so, so appreciate it if you left a rating, even a little review, if you liked the episode. It really is amazing to hear your feedback, and I so appreciate every one of you here, like I mentioned before. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode, and I'll talk to you next week.